خالق النور من الظلم ومخرج الصبر من الألم فملق التوبة على الندم فنشكره على المصائب كما نشكره على النعم ونصلي على رسوله الأكرم بالشرف الأشم والنور الأتم والكتاب المحكم وكمال النبيين والخاتم سيدي ولدي آدم الذي بشر به عيسى بن مريم ودعا لبعثته إبراهيم عليه السلام حين كان يرفع قواعد بيت الله المحرم فصلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى أتباعه خير الأمم الذين بارك الله بهم كافة الناس العرب منهم والعجم فالحمد لله الذي لم يتخذ ولدا ولم يكن له شريك في الملك ولم يكن له ولي من الذل وكبره تكبيرا والحمد لله الذي أنزل على عبده الكتاب ولم يجعل له عوجا والحمد لله الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبد الله ورسوله أرسله الله تعالى بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا فصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن شر الأمور محتثاتها وإن كل محتثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم بعد أن أقول أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم للفقراء الذين أحصروا في سبيل الله لا يستطيعون ضربا في الأرض يحسبهم الجاهل أغنياء من التعفف تعرفهم بسيماهم لا يسألون الناس إلحافا وما تنفقوا من خير فإن الله به عليم رب شحي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني وهو قولي اللهم ثبتنا عند الموت بلا إله إلا الله اللهم اجعلنا من الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصدق آمين يا رب العالمين إن شاء الله تدريس خطبة has to do with two concepts that the Quran has very uniquely merged together um, Allah at the end towards the end of Surah Al-Baqarah which is the longest surah in the Quran Towards the end, Allah dedicates more ayat to one major subject, and that is spending in the path of Allah. So the subject is found elsewhere in the Quran too, but not like the way it's found at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah. It's just dedicated ayah after ayah after ayah on this concept of al-infaq fi sabilillah. And infaq, the, the, the term infaq uh, is used from the word nafaqa. And nafaqa or nafaqa in Old Arabic was the, the hole that lizards make to escape in the sand. So desert lizards, they burrow holes into the sand and that's called a nafaqa. And actually from the same origin, you get the word munafiq. So it's different from munfiq. Munfiq is the one who spends and munafiq is a hypocrite and there's a subtle connection there too. And that is that the hypocrite is keeping his options open. Like the lizard, when, it, when the, the desert lizard burrows a hole, it has two exits. So if the animal is coming to attack it from one side or a hunter is coming from one side, it can go out from the other end. And so the munafiq is someone who keeps his you know, exit strategy constantly. So if things look good on this side, then he'll sway this way. If things are shifting a little bit, maybe I can switch my allegiances and my loyalties. So they have no loyalties and they're always looking for a way to escape. And that would be the munafiq. In other words, the, the larger concept why someone is considered a hypocrite is basically that they are not committed to a set of principles or ideas. They have weakness of will and their primary agenda is survival. Somehow I can escape and blend in and you know get my way. That would be the munafiq. But that's not our topic today. From the idea of nafaqa, the whole is to lose something. 
to put something away. And that's the idea of infaq, putting something away, giving away something. And this, this, this notion of spending in the path of Allah, interestingly in the Quran and in the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, has been associated with the way people treat each other. So you would think spending in the path of Allah has to do with money. But the, the money issue or charity issue has been connected by the Quran and by the Prophet with manners, with how you treat somebody, the way you look at somebody. So al-basmatu fi wajhi akhika sadaqa. When you when you smile in the face of your brother, the Prophet would tell us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when you're smiling at somebody, you're actually engaged in an act of charity. That's a form of sadaqa. Now, why is that? Why, why is this important? And, and we're going to see in these ayat also, there's people that maybe somebody came to you and they needed money, right? Or they needed help. Maybe it's a cousin, maybe it's a friend. They asked to, for, to borrow some money or if you could help them out financially. And you are not in a position to help them right now. You are in a difficult situation yourself. So you're not able to give them. What are you supposed to do if you're not able to give them? Instead of giving them a long story about, hey, listen, I got my own problems, man. I, I can't believe you're asking me. You're putting me in an embarrassing situation. You know, why would you do that? N none of this. And, and if you did, so, so he says, and if you are able to give, if you are able to give, then you're not supposed to mention it ever again. So if you did help somebody, and it was, you know, it's not, I'm not talking about a loan, because if you gave somebody a loan and there was a deadline, you should ask, hey, it's the due date, what's going on? That's okay, you have the right to ask that. But if you gave somebody just help, and they say, hey, I'll pay you back, and you say, no, 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 don't worry about it, it's okay. Just don't mention it. It's, you know, it's between us, it's dead. Don't bring this up again. Once you say that, then you don't get to bring it up again. So what does Allah say? قَوْلٌ مَعْرُوفٌ قَوْلٌ مَعْرُوفٌ أَوْ مَغْفِرَةٌ خَيْرٌ مِّنْ صَدَقَةٍ يَتْبَعُهَا أَذَا He says, a good word. Okay, so if you're not able to give somebody, at least say something nice. At least, you know, speak to them in a decent way. Don't make them feel like they're a beggar. Don't make them feel like they're, they're pathetic or, you know, they, they are, they're already feeling humiliated because somebody who has to ask you is already humiliated. It's, it's an extremely embarrassing thing to do. So the fact that they even got themselves to ask you took a lot of courage from them and took a lot of, it, it's a very traumatic, embarrassing thing that they had to do. So you don't have to make them feel worse by saying, I told you you should have better financial planning. You know, I can't believe you're this irresponsible. That's not the time to give them a lecture. So this is the time to just say, Allah says, ma'ruf, some decent word, some kind word, some, you know, Speak to them in a way you would speak to anybody else. They've come to you in a position where they, that he or she or that family has humbled themselves. They've, they've, they've made themselves vulnerable before you. They're at your mercy. And it's Allah is saying in those moments, if you're not able to help them, at least say something decent. Or he says, maghfiratun. I love this, this, this statement, maghfiratun, which is forgiveness. It's a mustar, so it can go in multiple directions. But one of the ways Mufassirun understand this is, or at least apologize to them. Apologize to the one who asked you if you're not able to give. And not, this is not the kind of apology where you and I say, hey, sorry, sorry, man, I can't. Not that kind of apology. But you know when you really feel like you've done somebody wrong? Why should you apologize to them if you did nothing wrong to them? Why, why use the word maghfirah here? One of its benefits is that when somebody came and asked me, that is actually like the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ will describe. That's actually Allah giving an opportunity and through that person, Allah is asking you. Through the person, it's actually Allah asking you. And Allah wants to see how much you want to give to Him.
So if you were not able to give, then you missed out on a golden opportunity. They were a ni'mah from Allah to you. The person who asked you for help was actually a blessing from Allah. They're not a burden. They're not annoying. They're not, you know, someone that you just get, oh, I can't believe they're asking. Instead of you getting annoyed, it's actually you should be annoyed at yourself that you weren't in a position to be able to help them and you owe an apology for that. And in fact, not just to them, then you seek istighfar from Allah, Ya Rabbi, you brought someone my way that I could have helped and I wasn't able to do so. You know, this is actually similar to what Musa alayhi salam asked when he, after he helped those women in Madian and he sat back down in the shade alayhi salam and he said, Rabbi, inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqeer. Whatever good you send my way, I'm bankrupt, I can use it. In other words, if you give me an opportunity to help someone again, I'll do it again. There's two meanings of that ayah. One meaning is, Ya Allah, I don't have food, water, drink. Whatever good you give me, I'll take it. The khayr also means al-amal al-khayr. So it actually could mean in that ayah also, Ya Allah, I just helped these women. And you gave me an opportunity to do this kind of sadaqah. That's also a sadaqah. And if you give me another opportunity to help somebody else, I'm faqir, meaning I could totally use it. So now we see ourselves, and the word faqir is actually interesting because it's the, the opposite of ghani. And faqir is someone who's bankrupt. Literally, faqir means your back is broken because your back is the, the spine is the, sm- the, you know, the strongest part, part of our body is our back. That's why the heaviest burden you can possibly carry, you can put it on your back. Right, because it's the it's the strongest portion of our body. When some uh, when someone is faqir, the Arabic suggests their back is broken, meaning they no longer have the, the strength to carry a burden, and that's why it's used for people who can't afford themselves, so, so or bankrupt or something like that. Right, but it's interesting that in that ayah, he himself is faqir physically, you know, financially he's faqir Musa salam. but he's also telling Allah when it comes to good deeds, he's also faqir. Meaning he's bankrupt. Any opportunity to get rich in good deeds, he'll take it. You see? So those two things have been fused in a really beautiful way. So as we are giving you know, financial help to somebody or any kind of help to somebody, we're losing time, we're losing money, we're losing energy, we're losing th- something in this world, and yet we're getting rich at that same time. Which is why the Prophet ﷺ would say, Money doesn't go down by giving charity. Money doesn't go down when you give charity. Now, but coming back to this, the ayah that I really wanted to talk to you about today. This is just the, the notion of kindness is associated with giving. So in that ayah, he said, It's better if you were just kind or you apologized and you sought Allah's apology, that would have been better for you than you actually helping someone and then after helping them, you follow it up with painful commentary. Then you have, you know, sarcastic remarks to say afterwards. Or you have a reminder that embarrasses them. Remember the time when you borrowed that money? Yeah, alhamdulillah, you're doing better now, right? That's really good to hear. You don't have to do that. They're doing better. You can see it. You don't have to rub it in their face. That you, you descended upon them with your blessings. No, you, it, it serves no purpose but to humiliate them and make yourself feel superficially superior don't do it don't say words that you know khayrun min sadaqatin yatba'uha adha and then yatba'uha adha isn't just when you're talking to them it's interesting is when you're you're in a gathering and somebody mentions your cousin abdullah and you're like yeah abdullah he was in a really bad financial situation last year alhamdulillah i was able to help him shut up 
Why are you talking? Who, who asked? Did, did Allah say you have to mention it before it's recorded for you? Now you're saying something about this guy, Abdullah. He doesn't even know he's being humiliated. Oh, really? He wasn't bad? Situation. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. Oh, he couldn't even pay the rent. But Alhamdulillah, you know? Really? It sounds like Alhamdulillah is what you're saying. But you're using the words Alhamdulillah. You know? So, so this is Yatba'uha Adha. You know, that, that if you follow words, if you say words after helping somebody, you know what I did for that person? I filed their immigration paperwork. You know what I did for these people? Oh man, if it wasn't for me, their kids wouldn't even go, go to a school. If, you know, but Alhamdulillah, you know, they're doing good now. It's as if, you know, Allah expects from us that we should be grateful to Allah, right? But sometimes human beings and their ego, shaitan comes to them. And this is another crazy form of shirk actually. That the human being says, I deserve shukr too. I want these people that I did them a favor one time, they should be performing their form of social, you know, social ibadah to me and constantly praising me all the time. <laughs> like you want to become a ma'bud of some kind, or object of worship of some kind, that you have the need to be praised. And if nobody's praising you, then you feel the need to remind them. And let me just remind you how much you need to praise me. Let me just remind you what you what I've done for you. So this, this is important because then even if you are charitable then it means nothing la tubtilu sadaqatikum bil manni wal adha kama qala and you know subhanahu wa ta'ala he says don't cancel all the charities that you have given by reminding people that you did a favor or by using hurtful words don't don't do either of those things la tubtilu sadaqatikum bil manni wal adha now another side of this which was actually what I wanted to talk to you about today. This is again in the same passage where Allah is giving us guidance, not just on giving, but the ethics, the morals, the, 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 the state of mind you and I are supposed to have when we are going to be in a position to give. He mentions another, a, a certain group of people. So let me tell you briefly about this group of people. This is a passing reference, an indirect reference, not an explicit reference to the muhajirin. The Muhajirin are people who accepted Islam when the Prophet ﷺ was in Mecca. And when he was being expelled, they gave up their home, they gave up their families, they gave up their livelihood, their business, they gave up the life that they knew because for them, life meant nothing without loyalty to the Prophet ﷺ. So if he's going, we're going with him. And so they migrated to Medina. They migrated to a place where they had no backup plan, no financial savings, no family, no. And, you know, the Arabs were a tribal people. If you don't have a, your tribe there, then you're basically an illegal alien. Nowadays terms, you're going with somewhere with no papers, no money, no passport, no visa, nothing. And you're just, you just show up. And why did you show up? Because your prophet is there. That's it. That's the only reason. And now all of those people that are muhajireen, are financially, you can say they're bankrupt because all of their assets have been taken by the kuffar. All of their homes, their businesses, whatever they could grab by hand, they brought. You know, it's not like they announced that they're leaving because they would get killed. They escaped secretly. And if you escape secretly, you don't get to carry many carry-on suitcases. You see? So they brought basically nothing. And now they're in this new city in Medina. And... They are not beggars. They're not professional beggars. They ended up in this situation only because they chose to be loyal to the Prophet That's the only reason they are now 
out of a home, out of money, out of a job, out of any family connection, out of any protection, everything's gone. And Allah now dedicates an ayah to these people. They're in Medina now. He says, For those that have become financially completely incapable, those that have been bankrupted, فقراء, the back broken, remember? Those that have been surrounded, encircled in their path to Allah. What that means is that life and its challenges have encircled them. They have become, you know, there's an ihsar around them. They have been surrounded. You know, like the imagery is when you have somebody who's trying to escape and the enemy has them surrounded, you know, they form a circle around them and they're completely surrounded, right? So the troubles of life have completely surrounded them. These are the people Allah is describing. So Allah is describing people that when, when, when you describe somebody that has been surrounded, then you're describing somebody that doesn't find any possible way of getting out of a situation. Because any which way they turn, they find that there's a cage there. There's bars there. They can't get out. And Allah then describes how did they end up there? They ended up there because they chose my path. There's profound lesson there. Sometimes those were the muhajirun that left Mecca and came to Medina. But the Prophet ﷺ would then tell us that the muhajir is something more comprehensive than just those people that migrated in. They are the heroes that created a legacy. Anybody who decides that they are going to be loyal to their Prophet, they're going to be loyal to Rasulullah they're going to be loyal to the word of Allah. And as a result of that, they leave a business. They leave the liquor store. They leave the store where they were selling lottery machine, you know, whatever. They leave the, the selling, selling alcohol in their restaurant. They leave the, the riba businesses that were making a lot of money for the family. They leave something that was financially very lucrative. But they left it and as a result, money's no longer coming in. Or they, in, in many countries in the world, especially Muslim countries, you know, the currency here is the dollar, right, in the United States. In many Muslim countries, the currency is bribery, right? That's how you get things done. You bribe people, you know? And if you don't, if you don't, you know, grease somebody's palms, you're not going to get anything done. And these people refuse because they know that's haram, so they won't do it. And they, they can lie and they can get ahead, but they won't do it. They can lie on their resume and get a higher paying job and pretend that they have six years of experience. They won't do it because they're loyal to Allah and His Messenger. They just won't do it. And everybody else is getting nicer jobs, getting a nice car, getting married, getting this, getting that, having kids. And they're like staying there behind everybody else. Everybody else is, and their family is saying, why can't you be like them? Why can't you be like them? He got lower scores than you and he already has a job and you don't have a job. Look at you, why you're such a loser? Well, you know, because the soul said, oh, please stop being a sheikh. Can you just get into, can you just be real? Everybody does it. It's okay. It's okay, you know. Like, like the, the Quran describes people that tell you, do the wrong thing, it's okay. Right? They come to you, the, the Muslims, they say, follow our way, we'll carry your sins. If you get in trouble with Allah, you can just tell Allah, I told you to do it. That's super brave, man. That's, that's <laughs> a lot of courage to make that claim. But there are people like, oh, gali koi ni yaar. Yes, it's no big deal. It's just, come on. Live a little. It's okay. Allah doesn't want you to be. Do you think Allah wants you to be bankrupt? You think Allah wants you to starve to death? That's what Allah wants? So they'll give you a really little call upon Allah and they'll tell you the way of shaitan, but they'll use a lot of the Allah's name when they do it. You know? 
And so, so what, these people wouldn't fall for it. Their families told them, oh, so, you, so just because you believe in God now, you have to become bankrupt? You have to leave the family? You have to go live, be homeless in a different city and live like a dog on the streets? That's what you want? This is what your Islam says? This is what your prophet teaches you? They must have heard it too. You understand that? They heard all these commentaries. The people that you would turn to for support would be your family. They're the ones that are you know, bombing them with their, their comments and their torture. Not to mention the physical attacks. Allah says, At this moment, they're not capable of, you know, striking in the land is a figure of speech in Arabic. And what it means is they're not able to make money. They're not able to move. They're, they don't have mobility. They don't have the opportunity to do business. They don't know anybody. They have no connections. They have no opportunity. They have no economic... They're just completely stuck. Then the, the, the reason I chose this ayah to share with you today. He says, Please pay attention to this part. He said, Allah said that the ignorant, the jahil, the jahil means two things in Arabic. Jahil means someone who doesn't know anything. Someone who's ignorant, it's a very common meaning of jahil, the, the opposite of alim, yeah, jahil. But jahil also means someone who is um, not in control of their emotions. So someone who gets very angry is also being jahil. Someone who gets very loud is also being jahil, even if they're a scholar, they're also being jahil. Someone who can't control their emotions, in a sense they're insensitive to the harm they're causing others, they're also jahil. So it's, it's got two, someone who is ignorant or someone who's acting ignorantly. Both of those meanings are inside the word jahil. Allah says the jahil assumes that these people, they are free from the need to get any kind of relief. They don't need any relief. What does this mean? It means that these people, they didn't come begging. They didn't hold up a sign, homeless from Mecca, please donate what you can. You know, they, they didn't do that. They were dignified people. These were noble, respected people in society. So when they came to Medina as bankrupt and homeless and destitute and starving, they had too much self-respect to go and ask somebody, hey, can I have some food? Hey, can I have a place to stay? Hey, my clothes are all torn. Can I just, do you have an extra shirt or something I can wear? Is there somewhere I can, somewhere I can take a bath or wash my face? They, they, they couldn't get themselves to do it. It's too embarrassing for them to ask, you see? So when people would come to them, and they're coming to the, the Prophet's masjid, and people don't know them. Like if they were in the masjid and the people from Medina are in the masjid, they're, they're a stranger, you don't know them. And just like right now, we're strangers sitting, many of us, we, we're all Muslim, but we don't know everybody. So there's somebody sitting next to you, and you don't know them, and they don't know you. And so what happens is, they're leaving, and Allah says, they, they don't look like they're bleeding. They don't look like they're, you know, in pain. They cover it up. They're not looking around, you know, broadcasting their pain. So Allah says, The ignorant one assumes that these people have no need to be relief, given relief. You will recognize them with the, with the look on their face, the mark on their faces. You'll see the dark circles under their eyes. You'll see the stress on their face. You'll see the bulge on their forehead. That's how you'll recognize them. They will not announce themselves. Allah in this ayah told us that we don't know somebody else's situation. I tried to say in the beginning of this khutbah that there are two things that the Quran connects together. 
the way we treat people and charity, yes? Now look at a new dimension of that in our times. We assume when you, when you know, uh, most of the world now is addicted to the new cancer and the, the new virus is actually not a new virus. It's been there. That's far deadlier in my opinion. And that's social media. It has many benefits, but its harms are enormous. And we have unhealthy addictions to just commentary, 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 right? We just, we just want to stay in, engaged in this virtual non-stop engagement. And much of it is actually assumptions about other people. So you've seen somebody post something about themselves, some woman, some man, some young, some whoever, and now you have an assumption about what their entire life looks like. They're doing okay, they're not doing, and then something happens with them, you're like, they were doing just fine. We knew everything about them because you have a glimpse into their life. You have a glimpse into their life. What do you assume? Everything about them is okay. Or nothing else is going, you've got them all figured out. We're very quick to pass judgments. And then not only do we pass judgments, then we're very quick to say hurtful things. We're actually quick to say hurtful things. So Muslims have become accustomed to two things, like everybody else. We're accustomed to, on the one hand, giving charity. So you're even taught as a child, when you come to the masjid, put a little bit in the donation box. When you see somebody giving, give sadaqah. We have zakah as part of our tradition. So being charitable is part of the, it flows in our blood. But the new thing that's flowing in the blood together with being charitable is being unkind with our words, is being quick to make assumptions about others, is to be the jahil who thinks somebody else is agniya min ta'afuf, that they are in no need of any kind of relief. Just because they, you don't see the, the, the you know, desperation on their face, they must not be desperate. They must not be. We're very quick to pass judgment on somebody else, you know, and pass them off. And here the Qur'an is teaching us a very different attitude of a Muslim. Very different attitude. When Allah said, تَعْرِفُهُمْ بِسِيمَاهُمْ You will recognize them by the marks on their faces. What is the Qur'an teaching us? What is the Qur'an teaching every single Muslim? That we're supposed to become so empathetic, so sensitive, so delicate in our approach that when you're seeing someone and they look distressed, you should, it should bother you. Hey, is everything okay? Sir, are you doing okay? Like even if you're going in the grocery store, you see some old man walking and you can see the distress on their face. You know, we, we've, we've turned life into everybody else is just zombies like us. They're doing their thing, we're doing our thing. But if you just for a moment show some compassion, it's just somebody's face. And maybe you can't help them financially, but maybe you can give them a kind word. Just a kind word. You don't know what impact that could have on them. And you don't know how Allah can make you ghani because of it. You don't know what that kind word, the, the, the ajr of it, what that could be. Sometimes people, all they need is a kind word. That's all they needed. You know, some level of sensitivity, some level of acknowledgement. So, يَحْسَبُهُمُ الْجَاهِلُ أَغْنِيَاءَ مِنَ التَّعَفُّفُ بِسِيمَاهُمْ And then Allah says, وَمَا تُنْفِقُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ This is so beautiful, the tawassur in it. And whatever you might give of any kind of good, whatever you might spend, وَمَا تُنْفِقُوا You would expect مِنْ مَالٍ Right? So whatever money you spend, if you spend a penny, you spend a hundred, you spend a million, whatever you spend in a, in a charitable way, you know, Allah says, uh, Then Allah knows about it. And now, we know that Allah knows. Why is He saying Allah knows? Think about this for a moment. He's saying it because when He says, certainly Allah knows, that means you don't have to announce it. 
Because the one who needs to know, knows. Now there's no reason for you to say, Alhamdulillah, last year, uh, my, I gave a big donation. Alhamdulillah. No, Allah knows. These, it's been recorded. It's been recorded. So you don't need to put it on extra record. You know? And you don't need somebody else make, make dua that Allah accepts my huge check. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Because the one who needs to know Allah, He actually already knows. But the tawassu in this ayah is also, it's not just money. Whatever sadaqah you may have been able to give, whatever help you may have been able to do, whatever, whatever kind words, maybe even a kind gesture on your face, just that. And if you can't do any of those things, let's just say you're not even capable of an act of kindness or a word of kindness or a glance of kindness. You're not capable of it. Let's just give you all of the benefit of the doubt. At least do one thing. At least don't be the jahil that assumes At least don't make assumptions about somebody that they deserve to not, they deserve to be dismissed. At least fight in yourself the urge to make quick judgments. Because you and I have now become accustomed to, oh, you've seen way too many short videos, way too many commentaries on people making comments on other people that you have this assumption, oh, these people, they're all like this. Oh, these guys, I've seen this a million times. It's all the same. Those people, they're all the same. These people are all the same. Stereotyping, making quick judgments, making assumptions about all, all teenagers are like this. All, you know, all police officers are like this. All lawyers are like this. All moms are like this. All dads are like this. It doesn't matter. You, you pick which one you want to pick on and make assumptions about, you know? All Arabs are like this. All Pakistanis are like this. All Bangladeshis are like this. This, this is what we've become. We've become collectively, we've accepted jahal. We've accepted the, the notion of making assumptions about others and therefore dehuman, dehumanizing them. And this, this needs to stop. Because this is a remarkable thing that Allah, Allah said in this ayah. Allah, you know, and this is, the, this is what I'll end with. He said... So the ignorant one assumes that they have no need for relief. You will recognize them by their faces. So the ignorant one and you. He didn't say you think that they're okay. You're making assumptions or you're, you're making false assumptions about somebody else. You're not sensitive enough. He said the jahil one is that way, but you can recognize them by their faces. It's as if Allah is saying, I don't expect you to be jahil. I expect you to, you to be someone who recognizes them. So he used the jahil in the third person. He didn't accuse you of being the jahil. Because he assumed, he, he, Allah has given you an opportunity to rise above that and be from the second category and myself from that second category. May Allah Azza wa actually make us from that second category who can recognize someone who is in need. And if even if they don't say anything and don't broadcast their needs, and they don't publicize their, their destitute state, that we're not, we don't only help when someone comes and begs, but even before they have to get to that state, just because they have chosen the right path, just because they're doing the right thing, and because of that, they have been brought into difficulty, then may Allah Azzawajal give us an opportunity to not only recognize those kinds of people, but to help them in the best way that we possibly can. Barakallahu li wa lakum fi Qur'an al-Hakim, wa nafa'ani wa iyaakum bil ayati wa dhikr al-Hakim. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Qala Allahum Azza wa Jal fi kitabihi al-kareem Ba'da an aqula a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusallun ala al-nabi 
Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu sallu alaihi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad kama sallaita ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim fil alamin innaka hamidu majid Allahumma barik ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad kama barakta ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim fil alamin innaka hamidu majid Ibadallah rahimakumullah ittaqullah Innallaha ya'muru bil'adli wal ihsan wa ita'i dhil qurba wa yanha'a 'anil fahsha'i wal munkar wa la dhikrullahi akbar wallahu ya'lamu ma tasna'un aqimis salah Inna salata kanat ala al-mu'minina kitabat ma'budah